This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Hey, it's Bartender Journey Podcast number 141. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Thanks for listening. Well, today on the show, we're going to talk about gum syrup, or sometimes spelled gum syrup, G-O-M-M-E syrup. But usually uh, these days you see it as gum, G-U-M syrup. And uh, we'll talk about how about using that instead of simple syrup in your cocktails. And uh, we'll mix up a couple cocktails of the week based on gum syrup. And uh, we'll do one with Arjat too. Plus, we're going to talk again about egg whites and cocktails. Uh, this will be egg whites and cocktails part two. Uh, I spoke about that um, one, two, three, about three shows ago. I guess that was one, th- one three, eight maybe. Uh, and I have a little more to tell you about that subject. And we're going to also have a little bit more from the USBG Tampa Chapters Repeal Day event. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the seminar, How to Win at Competitions, Cocktail Competitions. There was a great seminar about this subject by Nick Nettisco. And uh, I'm going to talk about what he had to say. And uh, I have an interview I recorded with him right after the seminar. I'm going to play that for you. Before we get to all that, there's a lot to get to. Let's do our book of the week. It's Brad Thomas Parsons' Bitters book. The, the full title of the book is Bitters, A Spirited History of a Classic Cure-All with Cocktails, Recipes, and Formulas. Great book. You should have this uh, if, whether you're into uh, just into making cocktails with bitters in them or maybe you want to make your own bitters. If you want to make your own bitters, you definitely need this book. Uh, but there's great cocktails, res- recipes in here, a lot of uh, history about the classic bitters, you know, Angostura and other uh, newer brands. So uh, pick that book up. If you go over to bartenderjourney.net, you'll see an Amazon link for it. And anytime you click on an Amazon link on bartenderjourney.net and buy something through Amazon, after clicking on that link, you'll be helping out the show a little. Hey, do your holiday shopping uh, by going through Bartender Journey first. Click on an Amazon link. And whether you buy that book or something else, uh, you'll help out the show a little bit. It doesn't cost you any extra. So again, it's the uh, Bitters book by Brad Thomas Parsons. And uh, you'll, you'll enjoy that book. All right, let's get into gum syrup or gum syrup, G-O-M-M-E is the, I guess, the old-fashioned way to say it or spell it. Uh, it's, it's basically simple syrup with gum arabic, which is a natural resin harvested from the Arkesia tree. I'm probably not pronouncing that properly. It's uh, A-C-A-C-I-A tree. And it's added to uh, add texture, provide texture, uh, gives it a little silky quality. Makes it pretty sweet, too, so uh, generally you want to use a little bit less than you would simple syrup at least uh, your one-to-one simple syrup. Jennifer Kalu of Small Hand Food sent over some samples of the uh, the gum syrup. Uh, also, also a raspberry gum syrup, pineapple gum syrup, passion fruit syrup, some grenadine, some grenadine, some orgeat, some tonic syrup, and some uh, yen, yenmin tonic syrup. I haven't tried that yet. I, I, I'm going to do a future show on uh, tonics. Uh, different. There's a lot of great tonic syrups out there and uh, pre and pre-mixed tonics as well. But uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that another time. So you've, you've probably heard me mention uh, the Small Hand Foods Orgeat before because it's it's probably the best one you can buy out there. At least the best one I've tried. And I've tried making my own. It ain't easy. But uh, she she makes all kinds of different. Um, uh, mixers and uh, products for bartenders. So uh, she describes her company. She says, Small Hand Foods makes classic ingredients for pre-Prohibition era cocktails. I asked Jennifer, uh, how would you describe gum syrup to someone who has no clue what it is? Uh, So this is a quote from her. She says, quote, Gum syrup is simple syrup with gum arabic added to provide texture. Gum arabic doesn't have much flavor on its own, although I use organic sugar in my gum syrup, which has a light molasses flavor and gives the syrup a light amber color. 
Gum syrup is best in drinks that don't have any other ingredients that add viscosity, like old fashioned Sazeracs and juleps. End quote. So it's great stuff. So let's mix up. Uh, this is a whiskey cocktail, which is almost basically an old fashioned, but it's uh, from the Small Hand Foods website, and uh, it's adapted from Jerry Thomas's How to Mix Drinks. 1862. Maybe we should have made that the book of the week. Well, we'll, we'll do that another time. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's called the Whiskey Cocktail. Two ounces bourbon, one quarter ounce small hand foods gum syrup, two dashes Angostura bitters, one dash orange bitters, and I think I'll use the Angostura orange bitters with that. Uh, one four-inch strip of lemon peel, no pith, and we're going to rub the orange pe- the lemon peel around the rim of the old-fashioned glass, place the peel and the gum syrup and the bitters into the glass, press the peel with the back of a bar spoon, or I guess you can use a muddler, but you don't want to muddle the heck out of it, you know, um, and to release the oils, and add the bourbon and a couple of large ice cubes and stir for 15 seconds. Well, I'm going to make that one, and then I'm interested to make the same exact thing, but use uh, just plain simple syrup in place of the gum syrup and, and compare and see what the differences are. So uh, let's see what happens. So I mixed up the whiskey cocktail once with the gum syrup and once with regular old simple syrup and I wanted to compare the two, made them exactly the same except for that one ingredient and uh, interesting, the one with the gum syrup definitely has a more viscous quality to it, uh, a little more uh, substantial in your mouth, you know, and uh, it makes you feel more like you're drinking a cocktail than you're drinking a kind of sweetened whiskey, you know, which the, uh, the simple syrup version kind of, kind of had for, for me. I made the bourbon lift also with the Small Hand Foods Orgeat. So the bourbon lift, it's one and a half ounces of bourbon, half an ounce of heavy cream, half an ounce of coffee liqueur, and half an ounce of Orgeat. And uh, you want to dry shake that for a bit, then add some ice, shake it again, strain that into a Collins glass without ice, no ice in the Collins glass, and then uh, top that off with club soda. And if you do it just right, you're going to have a nice uh, lift. <laughs> it's called a bourbon lift. It's going to have a nice head on it. And, uh, oh, that's good. I think you could serve this at uh, holiday time, almost like, uh, kind of, sort of, like eggnog. But uh, also during the summer, it's like an egg cream. I mean, uh, it reminds me of going to Coney Island with my dad during the summer and drinking egg creams. That recipe was from liquor.com, not from smallhandfoods.com. But on smallhandfoods.com, there's tons of recipes, and uh, including that whiskey cocktail that I mentioned. I'll post that also on bartenderjourney.net. But uh, check out smallhandfoods.com, and you can find tons of recipes, and you can purchase the products right there. Oh, and look at that. They're having a 25% off sale now through December 16th, 2016. Ooh, that's tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm gonna get if you're gonna hear this in time, but if you do, check it out. Uh, 25% off on Small Hand Foods for the holidays. And once it gets hot again, you're gonna need some more jet for making my ties. Well, I have the gum syrup out uh, later after the show. I'm gonna make this drink, but it sounds like a lot of fun. I came upon this on uh, Liquor.com also. It's called the More Cowbell Cocktail. I like that name. It's got one ounce of gin, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of Aperol. It's got half an ounce of Amaro. I'm going to use the Montenegro Amaro and 0.13 ounce of gum syrup. Oh, boy. How am I going to measure that? Uh, And a lemon peel. So uh, that's served up, and uh, that sounds good. I'm going to try that later on, and I'll post that recipe and all these recipes I'm talking about on uh, bartenderjourney.net along with the posting that goes with this show. This is show number 141, so if you have any trouble at all finding uh, the show notes for this particular episode, just go to the Google search bar on the upper right-hand side and type in 141. Or you could type in gum syrup or gom syrup, G-O-M-M-E syrup. (laughs) 
All right, next we're going back to egg whites again. Now, uh, yeah, as I said at the top of the show, I talked about this. I think it was show 138. And uh, I, I mentioned that um, I wanted to know what Jeffrey Morgenthaler had to say about it. And uh, I found an article where he beat the egg whites uh, a little bit before adding them to the cocktail shaker. So I thought that was a good idea instead of the dry shake, which is a kind of classic way of doing it. I emailed Jeffrey Morgenthaler and uh, asked him about it. I wanted a little more details because I wasn't sure if, uh, if that was something he was just suggesting for in this particular article that he wrote uh, that seemed more aimed at consumers or if he actually did that at the bar. So he wrote back, uh, and this is what Jeffrey said, quote, the reason for beating the egg white is so you can measure it correctly and so that it's already pre-beaten to minimize the dry shaking. He said, we do, it, we do do it at the bar, and I always do it at home. Uh, you can use a fork to do it. It doesn't have to be beaten to hell. End quote. So uh, there you go, straight from Jeffrey Morgenthaler. And with all things, uh, I don't know uh, the best way of doing it. I want to know how Jeffrey Morgenthaler does it because uh, it seems like everything he does, he has the, he has the answer. Hey, well, I was down in Tampa for the uh, Repeal Day event, the USBG Tampa uh, chapter of the Repeal Day event. Um, they made they, There was a lunch. It was uh, Bullet Bourbon sponsored a lunch, and we were served a whiskey sour with, uh, you know, with an egg white um, top. And I was wondering how they managed to do that um, because they had to make about 40 or 50 of them at a time. So, uh, and, the, and the, the head, the, uh, the foam at the top was very thick. Uh, stiff um so uh it turns out what they did they added the egg whites to the um to a charger you know the isis charger isi um charger which is um designed originally to make whipped cream but uh they they did a great job you know a lot of people are using it to make interesting things with cocktails and uh add a little gelatin uh to the to the egg whites and then put it in the charger and then just squirt it on top of the drink once it's once it's otherwise finished, so uh, that that produced a um, a foamy head that um, lasted you know quite a while and wasn't going anywhere. So uh, that's another way to do it. There's lots to consider and a lot of different ways to do it when using egg whites in your cocktails to give yourself a uh, to give that foamy head on top. Here's another twist on the egg white uh, in cocktails. Uh, theme. Uh, this is from the Tales of the Cocktail website, and I'll put a link up to this on uh, bartenderjourney.net so you can find it easily enough. It's the Fall Sour, and this is from Kelly Thorne, and there's a video of this as well, but uh, she's taking, she's incorporating a little olive oil in there, would you believe, uh, to emulsify it and uh, to give it the nice foaminess that we're looking for. And that's an interesting idea. You know, if, I don't know if you ever made a um, vinaigrette, but you take uh, eggs and incorporate the olive oil in there. So this is a cool idea, which I've got to give this a try. Again, I'll link up to this on bartenderjourney.net so you can see the video and the full recipe. But uh, she's using uh, two ounces Calvados, three quarters ounce lemon juice, three quarters ounce simple syrup, one half ounce of egg white, and one bar spoon of good quality olive oil. Combine all ingredients in a mixing glass, dry shake for at least 10 seconds, add ice and shake again, fine strain into a chilled cocktail glass, and garnish with a spritz of herb scent. That sounds good and interesting. I bet that, that, that's got to have a great consistency. i got to give that a try. While we're adding olive oil, I wouldn't mind a little dash of salt in there, too, just to, uh, I think that'll make the drink a little more interesting and uh, exciting. All right, so that's enough about egg whites and cocktails for now. <laughs> we might come back to it another time. Uh, let's get back to the, uh, 
back to Tampa. The Tampa chapter of the USBG uh, sponsored this, the uh, Repeal Day conference, which you heard me talk about all uh, last week. Uh, but there's there's more to tell. And uh, there was a great seminar, How to Win Cocktail Competitions with Nick Natisco. So uh, in 2013, Nick won more cocktail competitions than any other bartender in the world. And uh, he gave a great seminar. And I wanted to share it a little bit with you. Um, but you can uh, Google him, find out more about him. It's uh, Nick, N-I-S-T-I-C-O. And he was a great guy, focused guy, and uh, inspiring inspired me to want to learn more about how to win cocktail competitions. So I'll give you a few uh, bullet points uh, uh, from the seminar and uh, so we can learn a little bit about how to win these competitions. Preparation is how you win, he says. Um, winning is a habit, so is losing. If you don't get accepted, you know, if you're not chosen to compete, cancellations happen all the time. So send an email to the organizers and be be gracious and say how excited you were to be considered and and say if there's any cancellations to please keep me in mind, you know. Know the brand. This is a big one. Uh, know everything you can about the featured spirits, uh, you know, whether it's pot stilled or, or column stilled, where, you know, how long it's aged, et cetera, et cetera. But also know uh, the modifiers that you use. You don't want to use a competitor's brand in your drink. So whether we're talking about vermouth or uh, whatever, you don't want to put somebody else's uh, brand in your drink. Make sure you use one from the portfolio of the brand sponsoring the competition. If you can get in touch with the brand ambassadors, uh, find out about the direction of the brands. Uh, for instance, you might use a modifier from the brand's portfolio um, that you know the brand ambassador might tell you, oh, we're phasing that out. So uh, if that's the case, you don't want to use that in your cocktail either because that's going to cost you when it comes to the judging. Find out who the judges are. Google the shit out of them, Nick says. Uh, for example, Nick found out what university a certain judge went to, acquired a cocktail napkin from that university, and placed it down in front of that judge as soon as he got behind the bar, and uh, the judge was impressed. Uh, he says simplicity usually wins, and uh, I find that to be the case too. You know, um, I've entered a few competitions, and I always want to use. Um, you know, I, my goal is I hope this can be made in any bar in America. You know, which is not easy to come up with stuff this original <laughs> in that case. Uh, you know, but um, but point is simplicity usually wins. Prepare, 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 practice, and bring everything you need. Bring more than what you need to the competition. Go to the venue sometime before the competition for uh, dinner or drinks. Don't show up on the day of the competition and be a stranger. Be dressed and groomed. Think, is the brand going to want to put me on the cover of a magazine? Nick changes his shirt just before going on uh, getting behind the bar, which is, that's, that's a good tip. Uh, before the con- before you get out there behind the bar, uh, introduce yourself to the bar back and uh, maybe give him a tip. Be nice. That'll help you, uh, you know, anything you need now, he's going to help you out. At the competition, ask yourself, uh, do you really want to watch the other contestants that go before you? Uh, maybe not, <laughs> but uh, just think about that. You know, it might might uh, mess up, mess with your confidence, or uh, who knows what make you make you overconfident. So uh, that's something to think about too. And Nick talks about how to lose. If you lose, be thankful, especially to the judges. Congratulate the winner and follow up. So here's an interview with Nick, which I recorded with him just after his seminar down in Tampa. Of course, er- almost every one of these competitions you have to submit online before you get invited to compete in person. So I, I asked Nick, like, you know, how do you get past that initial step? Because that's most almost more important than anything else. If you never get past that, you know, you don't you don't get to compete. Yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to if you don't get accepted online. Remember, you can always send that email after yeah, and yeah. say, hey, is there any feedback you can give me? 
You know, I think the biggest thing is people leave it open-ended. You submit, you don't get accepted, and you never know why. You know, where if you follow up and you say, hey, is there, can you explain to me why I didn't? And they will give you honest feedback. These people will come to you and say, you know, you didn't use our vermouth. Or maybe you had too many ingredients inside of your cocktail that didn't really fit our needs. And you find that and you learn from trial and error, then you can use that in the future. That's really the biggest thing, just learning from trial. You know, you talk a lot about the story, but you don't always get a chance to build that online. And if you don't get past that initial online submission, all the rest of it doesn't matter. Being able to articulate yourself in words is just something you got to practice. You know, I always tell people, practice with something you're extremely confident about. If I ask you to talk to me about your kids, you can do it with confidence and, you know, write pages of things about why you love your kids and how much you enjoy that. So do that as a training exercise. And then look back and read it and be like, wow, these are the things I highlighted. Okay. So then when you go to write something else that maybe you're not as confident about, you can lean on that. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn it becomes, again, becomes repetition. Right. And you'll eventually get it. It just takes time. time like anything else, time and effort. Time I think that, and effort. that was really key, talking about the portfolio. You know, oh. which is, I, it just didn't really occur to me before. So important. That. Find out everything about that brand. Yeah. How it got to where it is, who's it's with, what it does. And that's going to help you. How about um, the the ability to replicate the cocktail? I, to, to me, that's super important. That's I mean, I, I, I entered Bacardi Legacy for the first time this year. That, didn't get past online submission, but to me, it was like, think of what, what I want something that can be made in a dive bar. You know, for Bacardi, Bacardi Legacy in particular, that's one where just like a lot of these ones, you got to reach out to the brand ambassadors directly and plant the seeds. Okay, right? Like for Bacardi, it's Juan Coronado and David Sid are two of the guys, right? Their emails are super easy. You send over those information to them. You send them an email. Hey, Juan David, my name is so-and-so. I work at this bar. It's going to be my first year entering Bacardi Legacy. Do you have any tips for online submission? Yes. That's all it takes. You ask a question. And they're going to come back to you. These guys are great. Like, these guys mentor for a living. These guys mentored me. Mm. They will call you up on the phone and say, hey, here's some tips. Here's what we're looking for. And and those are the guys that are actually going through these, right? Exactly. The, The brand ambassadors? Yes. Okay. Those are the guys. Yeah. And just say, hey, can you maybe highlight three things that you liked in things you saw and three things you didn't like? Mm. They'll be like, yeah, here's some things we liked this year and things we saw. There's a lot of you. Mean, you mean send it to them before the official? Don't send the recipe, but send over, ask questions from them about what they're seeing in the market right now. Okay. Like, for instance, you know, shrubs are hot right now. Yeah. That's a question I would ask. Hey, you've seen a lot of cocktails with shrubs. I remember two years ago, the big thing was ginger beer. Yeah. These guys told me, they're like, man, we got 100 submissions with ginger beer inside of them. Too many? And we don't want to use ginger beer yeah. in the cocktail. Yeah, yeah. That's something that had you known in advance, you wouldn't have submitted a ginger beer cocktail. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, hey I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for your time. Thank have you. a great one. He's a good guy, and he knows what he's talking about when it comes to cocktail competitions, I'll tell you that. Hey, you know about A Bar Above, right? That's my friends Chris and Julia Tunstall, and they run uh, the A Bar Above website and podcast. And uh, on their website, they have a document, a PDF you can download about how to win cocktail competitions. So I'll link up to that on bartenderjourney.net so you can uh, get over there and download that free document about how to win cocktail competitions. I'll just quote a couple of things from the document. Uh, Follow the rules. Not most of the rules. All the rules. (laughs) Find the judging criteria and build your entry accordingly. Use the sponsor's product and avoid using products from competitors' portfolios, which we talked about. 
On that same page, the uh, cocktail competition page on a bar above, they have a list of uh, cocktail competitions that are coming up as we approach the end of the year here. Uh, there's not much going on uh, to, as, around the holidays, end of the year, but uh, but uh, Julia from a bar above assures me that uh, she does update that page, and uh, you'll be able to check stuff out there and find cocktail competitions that are upcoming. I know also if, you, uh, if you're a member of the USBG, they'll help you out with stuff like that, too which is uh, something I need to work on in 2016, joining the USBG. I need to do that. Julia also emailed me another page that uh, has some cocktail competitions on it as well, so I'll post that up on the on the show notes uh, that go along with this show, show number 141 on bartenderjourney.net. If you know of any competitions coming up or uh, or a place to, or a centralized location to, uh, to find them, hey, please let me know and I'll share it with everybody. It's brian at bartenderjourney.net. You can email me at brian at bartenderjourney.net. Thanks. All right, make sure you stay tuned to the very end of the show for our toast. We do a toast every week at the very end. First, I'll tell you, uh, next time on this show, we're going to talk to Tim Hurley, National Brand Ambassador for Tullamore Dew, and we're going to learn all about Irish whiskey. I met Tim recently at Swift Hiberian Lounge in Manhattan, and uh, we tasted some whiskey and uh, had a good time. Yeah, this is the whiskey-fueled and soaked adventure. So um, I, I got three different whiskeys here for you. We have- That'll be next time on Bartender Journey, and uh, we're going to learn a lot about Irish whiskey. Hey, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or however you get your podcast so you can get the new episode as soon as it's a, as soon as it becomes available. All right, our toast is coming up in just a minute, but first I'll tell you, my name is Brian Vincent Weber, and you can get in touch with me. Please feel free to email me for any reason at all. It's brian at bartenderjourney.net. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at Barkeep Tips. The website, of course, is bartenderjourney.net. Hey, head over to bartenderjourney.net. You'll find links for Flavar, where you can order some great quality spirits. You can get tasting packs. You can get full-size bottles. You can subscribe or just uh, order once. And uh, there's some great stuff up there on Flavar. Great spirits. You can also find those Amazon links to the book of the week that I mentioned, or uh, just click on any Amazon link on bartenderjourney.net. Do your shopping on Amazon, and you'll be helping out the show a little bit. Doesn't cost you any extra. Well, I just want to wish you all happy holidays if you're listening to this as I post it. It's been a great year. Uh, I have a great year of podcasting. I learned so much myself just doing this show, and uh, I appreciate everybody that I met in the uh, in the course of doing the show, and uh, everybody who's been supportive, and uh, and I appreciate you, my loyal listeners. Well, here's let's do our toast of the week, and here it is. May neighbors respect you, trouble neglect you, the angels protect you, and heaven accept you. Cheers. We'll talk to you next time on Bartender Journey.